they call them I'll drop him, I told you, like Saddam Gamora. We'll do no less like King Nebuchadnezzar. Making plays, making plays, kicking ass, taking names. Most of y'all act fake today, and I hate to play y'all gay charades. I'll drop him, I told you, like Saddam Gamora. One more. We'll do no less like King Nebuchadnezzar. Pick the compressor right off of the dresser. Shoot like the best of the best, I confess. Transform to Mecca. From the mud and I'll grow on my own. my own No time for distractions So fast into thrones So up until then I'll be staying up late Could call me Shakespeare The way I make plays Taking a spear to these damn bitches face Making plays Making plays Kicking ass Taking names Most of y'all act fake today And I hate to play Y'all gay charades I drop them I told you like Saddam Gamora One more Will you no less I can never Forever got blessed vocal cords This is my test, bruh To be at the bottom and come up through floors If they go lock on my bust down the doors Don't fuck with bust downs, they suck cause they whores Don't need a truck to go pick up these scores Fuck, I got the wind if he's got rid of boards I'm bored But my surroundings keep pounding for more Four I'm coming for heads when I ball that's a short Haven't been found though, I'm coming to stores If he gets crowned, no, I'm gunning for yours No guns killing nouns with my style sharper swords If you don't see, then you and as they sure, boy, that's a pun. Spitting out toys, but your boy is having fun. This is how boys turn to men and go and hunt. Killing everything from the beast to the runs. I can eat a pizza pie, top with all left eyes. Get a vision when I'm sitting for a lunch. No, no, true I got a hunch. That it's your mama eat at lunch. Uh-huh. I just do me, cause y'all judge anyway. You get used to a judge when you rock in that way. Y'all will never misjudge or a bunch from my lane. Got a grudge for your lames who are fucking the game Y'all skinny jean wearing probably sucking the same I ain't touching no I love what you done for the game Sleeping lounging and eating counting Can't concentrate with all the freaks around me Constant hate contemplates Sleeping lounging and eating counting Can't concentrate with all these freaks around me Constant hate contemplates the down me Can't ground me, drown me, wash it off like Downey Making plays, making plays Kicking ass, taking names Most of y'all 
making plays Want to take the cake, it's gonna take some days Taking break is for the fake that fades I will never flake, the K repeat the phrase Making plays, making plays Want to take the cake, it's gonna take some days Taking break is for the fake that fades I will never flake, the K repeat the phrase Making plays, making plays Kicking ass, taking names Most of y'all act fake today And I hate to play y'all gay charades I'll drop on my told you like Saddam Gamora That was real when making plays. You can find that song on SoundCloud or Trap Queen 517. Once again, that was real. You can find them on Trap Queen 517 and also on SoundCloud. If you would like to have your music played on Riders Live, just email bookingriders at gmail.com. That's booking. R-O-D-E-S at gmail.com or submit through the booking form via our website, which is www.rodesonline.net via the booking form. If you would like to be the worst popping artist of the day or if you would like to be interviewed or if you would like ad space, Submit via the booking form on RidersOnline.net, all right? If you would like to make a donation to the show, just cash at Riders T 20 That's dollar sign R-O-D-E-S-T-20, all right? Welcome to Riders Live. We have a special guest today, Ms. Charity Grover, manager and our Hustler. The show is about hip hop, urban coaches, and entrepreneurs. As I mentioned before, today we just happen to have all three. Um, Charity, tell the people about yourself and where you're from and what it is exactly that you do. Well, I am from Lansing, Michigan. Um, I go by Jaded Ice or Charity. It don't really matter wherever I go. <laughs> um, pretty much started in 2015 um, working with kids in uh, the projects. Um, instead of fighting and stuff, I took a bunch of them in and started working with them with music, teaching them laws and how to write and how to entertain. And then I ended up with about 56 kids <laughs> and um, I built a team and it was really, really cool. They all got straight A's, they didn't fight, they didn't do anything. And so it was really, really cool. And then shortly after that, I started helping a couple local artists um, with some stuff, like as far as editing music or, you know, getting them connections and getting them in a business sense, because as you well know, about 98.9% .9 of artists are not, you know, on a platform to get paid to do what all they're doing. And so I kind of broke them down and taught all that. And then I throw in the laws and how to do copyrights or record your stuff because a lot of artists waste all this money and don't know they could be making money while they do it. And so that's what I like doing there. And then, yeah, just kind of build one up. I like mostly working with people that pretty much have it all. Like I can see something in them um, when I see them. It's not just, you know, a regular, everybody wants to be a rapper thing. 
<laughs> right. So basically, um, you do do artist development, but um, you tend to go towards artists that's actually doing it themselves. No, I tend to go with artists that actually um, they are not really besides maybe like on their iPod or something, you know, and downloading off YouTube, you know, music and stuff. Um, okay. When I hear somebody that just has a sound or whatever, you know, I approach them and stuff. And a lot of them do want to be, you know, rappers or and they're really good. There's a lot of them that are really good. Um, the problem that a lot of them have is one, they're like either, you know, 35 to 40 and they've already put out like nine CDs and they've already kind of ran all their money down and, you know, to kind of bring them back. I kind of have to fast forward it. I think the quickest I did that was like four days. You know? So wow. it can be done. Um, a lot of it though, too, um, I want somebody that kind of wants it. You know, if they, if you see somebody that just has it and they have fun with it, because you got to have fun doing it. Once you right. start treating it like a job, it shows in your music and your performance, you know? And I look for the people that if they had any type of connection, just one, what they would do with it. Right. And who wants it the most? And a lot of them, they're really good and stuff. They don't have CDs out. They just, you know, are doing little stage performances or doing little, you know, on Facebook or something like that. There's a lot of good, really good people and really talented artists that um, haven't even been able to be heard or anything yet. Like, you know, just met up with Real, my friend Real down in Chicago, as you know, and um, uh -huh. put him on the show and he's amazing, amazing. Right, so how many artists do you currently have on your roster right now? Right now? Um, a couple of the kids, because um, they're going into producing, but the one artist um, basically in Chicago, Real, has kind of been my main focus there okay. because I haven't really got out and about too much. Music isn't too much up here. Everything just shut down and it hasn't been coming back. So, Right. It's a good thing everything is starting to open back up because um, you're pretty much a little bit of everywhere. Um, can you talk about some of the places or venues that you've had your artists to perform at or what do you have itinerary wise for your artists after you get them um well i'm very picky if i choose to take on an artist or i want to work with them like i start from the bottom and i don't just let them go on and do their songs or routine you know because if they want to work with me i i request certain things like I want the whole thing I want it to be a show I don't want it just to be someone up there rapping I like entertainment I like people dancing I like you know all eyes on the performer and so that's kind of what I like to give a fast-paced learning thing in before I put them on stage because if they're gonna go on stage and I'm representing them that's on me I don't want to represent just somebody that's like everybody else you know I want right. somebody to come out and make people have a good time get them on the floor you know like music used to do, you know, and that's a big thing. And they can, but the problem is, is everybody just wants to be like everybody else. And so I'm not like that. <laughs> so I create what's already great to put them on a stage and like what, um, Chicago with the Bushwick show, which you also were at. <laughs> Rest in peace, um, Bushwick. Yeah, and then uh, your shows. 
Milwaukee and Chicago. Okay. And then I got to do a, this is 50 in New York City twice. Um, the first how did, one. How did that work out? And what artists did you take down there? I took Nova 227 um, to New York City. He won. <laughs> he killed it. Everybody was pretty much in shock. That's what's up. Uh, the New York, the New York market is not an easy art uh, market to please. You yeah, really yeah. gotta bring it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got um that one because I don't know. I just have a you know a one track mind. I don't really know how I find all the stuff I do. You know, I even found how to get a UK Music Award a nomination. You know and stuff. And I congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> congratulations on that. Yeah, thank you. New York City, though, because I have, um, I've been on This Is 50 um, on their website when it first, you know, was up. And um, because how this started is I actually, because my friend builds websites. And the whole reason for this Trap Queen 517 started after I heard Fetty Wap's Trap Queen. Right. And I, I didn't like it. <laughs> I just I didn't see that image. I just, I get really... I don't like people portraying that image. You see documentaries or everything else. I've even been asked to be in a casting call for Detroit, you know, in that type of life. And, you know, I got kind of offended because people don't really know the projects. You know, there's a lot of good there. And so right. I decided I wanted to take Trap Queen 517. My friend um, designed my whole website and everything. And how it started was I would just, nobody could comment on it. Nobody could do anything on it. All I did was pick random artists that I heard that I thought needed to be heard. And I would put their track up there, their picture and write a bio. And then I'd write, you know, what I like about them and everything. And then I do a featured artist of the week. But in that every day I would do a couple underground ones from all over. And that's how I got connected to an artist in Australia. And that's where that started. I worked with David. Um, I helped him all over back and forth through Twitter messaging and emails, redo his whole album when he first got out. And that turned out amazing. He ended up on a talk show, everything. You know, he sent me a whole hard copy back. It was really cool and he's still doing music. So that's how that started. And then it kind of went from there because with Twitter, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm a very personable person. I want to see people, I'm going to, you know, show I see them, but I'm also a very honest person. Which, right. <laughs> you know, a lot of people say, hey, check this out, blah, blah, blah. Tell me what you think. And people won't really say anything. Yeah, good job. Me, I'll respond and be like, hey, I was like, you know, that's a good song. If you would little work on this part or this part, you know, you can fix it up. And after that, I get like 10 people for every one. And, you know, I always say thanks for the ad for that person. And then my list just kept getting longer until I come across a No Limits artist. Um, I worked with him on a few of his tracks. What which which art are the, which art which no limit artist is this? In I only particular? know him by his real name. <laughs> okay, okay. I gag order disclaimer. Uh, yeah, everything's mostly personal to me. I mean, that's what we do. That's how we keep it, you know. And he's still a good contact that I have today. Um, but I helped him with that, and then probably like a year and a half later. He had come message me, him and his A&R, and they asked me um, to help give them a push, you know, because he was down to like 3,000 spins or anything else, and they wanted me to help them rebrand him and stuff like that. So I do. 
because what I do with that, because I guess you can say also brand, because <laughs> right. I take a person's personality and how they entertain and everything else. And then that's how I come up with, you know, a trademark and, you know, a design that fits them like on a business card or anything else. You know, I work a lot on that. And so I do that. And then it's kind of easy to brand a lot of people, as you know, they kind of waste a lot of money doing it. Yeah. And I like to, I like to make money and not do it. <laughs> you know, So there's right. a lot of ways. That's the other thing I teach them. I teach them like the side things, you know, you could just start here and like have, when you go to a show, you know, bring like five personalized shirts or something. So there's not that many because everybody likes to be unique. Plus when right. you're selling your name, nobody knows you, you, you don't know anybody. So why don't you want to give them something that they want, you know, that they personally would buy. And then that's how you get that going to make money. Especially after they see the dynamite performances. Like yeah. you, you, one thing that I could say about you, um, I haven't seen you with any lackluster artists ever. So um, do you think the way that you pick artists or choose artists is due to some of your musical influences and who are some of your musical influences? Well, way before he even came famous, <laughs> way before, like in 1996, um, given the state of, you know, kind of life that I was having, um, Eminem had just started getting out more. And right. I, I like felt his music because everything that he said, like, is like everything that I did. And like a couple of his older songs, like Rock Bottom and a couple other ones was like real life to me. And so it was nice because the anger and animosity that he threw through the song, it like made me relax because, you know, someone gets to say it instead of holding it in. Well, back then when he come out with, you know, the dolls or, you know, the little beanies, and bumper stickers, I just started collecting everything. I didn't see, I collected from 97 all the way up until I'd say about 20, 2011 maybe because right. Him being famous and stuff that doesn't have any personal interest to me. It's more right. of his music, his writing, and then his business style and everything. I it is just unbelievable. He thinks a lot like I do. You know, we've even made the same comments on a lot of things, but he's my most personable ever influence because just everything is just that. But when he got up and famous, then you know, it it's kind of not personal to me no more because what he did in the past and everything, that's what actually got me through life. When I was done with that, then my collection stays, which is huge. And I love his music still, but now it's just, you know, his music or whatever. Um, the other thing is I'm big on classical music and um, I'm also big on like mamas and papas, you know, like California Dreaming. It's just certain sounds that I hear that aren't really sounds, like it's, you hear the emotion in the background with like every hint of either there's a clarinet or a flute or anything else that just brings that song to life. And that's what I always hear. I hear the music through the lyrics. People usually say you can either have a really good, really good beat and no words <laughs> and you can make money right. or you have good, you know, good lyrics and the beat's bad, but people will feel your lyrics. Well, I like both. And people can do that. It's just nobody realizes 
how much of a difference it actually does, you know, with certain beats or certain um, instruments or certain accents at different points in their songs or how it goes, it changes one word so dramatically. And, you know, when you get them in the hang of where they can see it, because that's what I do. I don't just tell people what to do. I work hands on hands with them and, right. you know, go through it so they can hear it too. And then they get to start to realize. And then when they start going in the studio and new songs, it's like their music is growing, but it's them. And so it kind of sounds more, you know, original, I guess you could say. Right. Um, I, I'm a firm believer of being hands-on, you know, um, long as it's not any interference because two heads are better than one, you right. know. A mind is a terrible thing to waste and you don't want to waste talent, you know what I'm saying? Right. As well as you don't want to waste money, you know, right. because this <laughs> is a music business. Right. So let me ask you this. So if you have an artist um, that's not so talented and you working with them, how do you convey this message to them? Ooh, I had that. Um, I had gotten a call, I think it was now two years ago from this kid. He was about 24 from the country you know, no music background, no nothing. And he wanted a meeting with me. So I met him and he wanted to be a rapper. <laughs> I was like, okay, no music skills, no song skills, no, never been on a microphone, never been on a stage, nothing. <laughs> I was like, well, he's like, I signed up for a show in 60 days. I said, you do what? <laughs> you know? I'm right. like, okay. He goes, well, I'm a poet. I'm like, okay, well, it's a challenge. I like challenges, you know, and he right. was, he, his determination is what drew me in. Cause I'm like, all right, it look, it's pretty much an impossible job, but that's what I love the most. Cause then I am on something and I get to create at the same time that person learns. And right. uh, it was a challenge because I started reading his poems and I was like, no, <laughs> you're not a poem. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no. So we had ground zero. <laughs> And so like, it was, it may sound stupid, but how I had to get him into it because, you know, you have a one track mind. Everybody thinks you have to, you know, like Mary had a little lamb, little lamb, you know, every other thing has to rhyme. Right. And it doesn't. You tell right. a story or whatever. And it's like, I tell people, cause people always say the difference between a storyteller and a lyricist. Everybody can say what they want. I'm like one of the few people that say, why has it gotta be different? Because honestly, you can tell a story and it can be your real story or it can be like something that you envision your life as or what you see every day. And right. nobody is going to know if it's real or if it's not, but someone somewhere is going to relate to that. If you know how to relate to an audience and see everyday life, or you can throw in a personal story. A lot of people are like, well, I don't know, want no people about me. Then mix it up because you can do both and you just make a great, you know, everybody can relate to something. As far as a lyricist, that's your style, that's your swag, that's everything. You can be right. a lyricist, you know. And so I hate when they try to decipher, you know, you're good, you're you're good. Why's it gotta be separate? Like being like being put in a box. I yeah. hate being put in a box, you right. know. Um, cause I don't tend to do what everybody else normally right. does, but the thing is I'm smart enough to know that I have to do what works for me and what the people could resonate with. 
Yeah, I turned down a $3.2 million offer January 2019. Um, it was great. It was like everything I could imagine. And then there was another offer um, with that for international tech part of it. And everything was great. It was everything I loved. They uh, were willing to add my 10 for 10 idea that I wanted, 10 for 10 best in the US, onto right. the tours there. It'd be on BET, it'd be you know everywhere. And I was good with that. And then I started reading and it's the littlest things. Most people are like, why didn't you take that? And I'm like, I can't help it. You know, I am who I am. And there was a part in there that, you know, cause if I'm, if a show has my name on it and I'm doing that show, I'm going to be a part of that. I want it set up how I want to. I want it to go how I want to. Cause I don't do shows. I do an entertainment night, you know, a very, you know, someone goes and has fun all night, just, you know, just have a good time. Like a mix and DJ in the middle, you know, break up the artists a little bit and just be interactive with people, you know, kind of bring everybody in. So nobody really wants to go out, sit outside and then come get a drink, you know? I'm like, right. no, you need, to, you need to get their attention back. Well, they have people that set up venues and shows in any city that people go, you know, it's already set up for them. They just go on and perform. And I wasn't, I wasn't okay with that. <laughs> right. I said, I was like, he says, just sit back, you know, and you can make money. And I'm like, I got to decline. And he was like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, I just, that's not me. I mean, I'm not uh, about it for the money. I mean, as you know, I do a lot basically just, you know, hands-on because I love doing it. I really right. just love doing it. And I don't want a lot of people lose more having managers and stuff like that. And, you know, I've been asked to be a manager before and I have turned it down quite a few times because Everybody changes, okay? I don't change, I am who I am. Now you have people that already got the gift or anything else, but you know, maybe they just want a few pointers or some ideas to roll by, or you know, some you know personal thoughts instead of everybody just saying, yeah, your stuff's good and everything. Cause you know, I'll just lay it down. And for that, I'm not gonna have signed paperwork and everything else because if I sign something, I don't back down and until it's 100 and I'm a perfectionist. So that's like a lot of work. And for me to do that, that would have to have an artist that is just serious from head to toe. Like I have seen two of the most gifted people that I think I've ever seen in my life, period. And one of them, you know, is just starting off, like, you know, getting on his two feet again and, you know, everything and he kills it. Now if we could just get him off the, you know, ADD type thing, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's a lot, it's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that make it very difficult to deal with artists. And that's why sometimes, and unfortunately you do have to have paperwork because some people, they can't be on time. Right. Um, <laughs> um, they can't make it to the van they can't make it on stage yeah, see, I, I can't have that that's why I stick to what I do but you see when I go to a show that artist is with me <laughs> you know I take them with me we're getting there this is how it is I even stop and give them the makeover you know get the clothes for the you know whatever like I feel you know that goes with his set like his personality you know because it's totally right. different I come in there it's not just to get up on stage and do whatever no, we're going to take you. We're going to put you on here. You're going to be on my terms. We're going to have the pass check because I won't settle for, you know, somebody that's just, you know, 
half ass and ass. <laughs> I'll beat you to it. Um, <laughs> how many tattoos do you have? You know, my answer usually is four. <laughs> because you don't ask a person like how many tattoos you got. Four hundred. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty close. I got a few spaces left. Hey. For the listeners, y'all can't see, but Charity, she she rocking a bum pink half mohawk right here. Another diamond. Oh, okay. Yeah, she rocking a diamond. Yeah, I get diamonds. Okay, let me ask you this, Charity. Um, how important is your brand to you? And if somebody tried to um take your brand or something of that nature like what would you do and how would you feel well i've actually said it a few times because of the whole trap queen 517 because i've rebranded it that was my goal i wanted to rebrand it and i did wbo wanted you know they were interested and having me go out there to the convention and they wanted to hear more about this and everything else, you know, heard the song that I did. And I even got the opportunity, Mayweather and De La Hoya, they said they wanted to talk to me about it and they were interested in possibly, you know, coming out, doing a show with my music friends and, you know, for what I do. And that right there is amazing on its own because like I said, it, I stay in the projects, you know, and not everybody is what it always appears to be. And I think, like you said, they get put in a box. So mm -hmm. I re-imaged it. I gave these kids something because they're not all like that. Please, thank you, straight A's. All they just want is someone to be like, hey, you know, you see them, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And treat them like a person. So my brand is my brand. Now, when I hear all the time, yeah, I'm trapping today or anything else, I'm like, mm -mm. I said, I would take all of you while you're in jail to court. <laughs> right. So, so you do, you do, it's actually a nonprofit, correct? No, I have never, um, I've never filed for the nonprofit. I do work with charities. Okay. I work with like um, Lansing um, youth um, sports teams and stuff. And I become affiliated with them. Like they made me a trap queen five and seven iced out Jersey. And then, uh, I have on one of my shirts, you know, the youth sports logo and stuff. And okay. basically we connect because I help them come up with the ideas and raise money. And so I get to get the kids, you know, in Lansing schools or whatever, I go around and seems how I know most of them. I work with were them in groups like so um, it's it's, mo it's mostly like a favor for a favor type deal right yeah i just mm -hmm. yeah it's basically to help build up people you know that's mm -hmm. that's my idea of a trap queen you know you you sit there you don't let no you don't work under anybody or anything else you make sure everybody's safe and they grow up right you do that right just hustle doesn't mean you have to hustle like they say it a hustle is a hustle you can get that Exactly. Like I tell people so much that, you know, just because you go to school, it don't make you smart. When yeah. you're intelligent, you know, you're a hustler. You know that nothing is just going to come to you. You have right. to make a move to bust a move. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I've got uh, actually a few degrees in all sorts of stuff. Um, and I've been on my own since 13 and I have straight A's. I'm members of all sorts of stuff. I even got a Trailblazer Award because I volunteer. I um, go with classrooms all around the U.S. as a guest speaker. 
in their classrooms. And that is really fun, um, different ages. And, and, you know, to get, they all sent me a thank you card one time saying, you know, it was inspiring and they just had the direction more of where they wanted to go in music and do all that. And that's what I love. I don't love what, I love what music is. And I want people to understand, like I had a girl out in a small country, beautiful singer. Oh my goodness, she's a beautiful singer. She's 16 and she's just all against rap. You know, she's just all against rap. She says, well, they're not storytellers. You know, I like to tell real stories and all this and that. She listens to country. And so mm-hmm. I went ahead and I used my song a lot, you know, for that. That's, <laughs> and I said, I played it for, yeah, I played it for her. And she like had a tear in her eye or whatever. I said, that was real. That was my story. That was my song. I said, anything can be real. Just because it's rap doesn't mean it's all about, you know, drugs, money, and everything else. Because with all the gang kids I work with, that was one of my rules. I don't want to hear about sex, drugs, money, nothing. I want to hear about you. That's too easy right there. Yes. You know how many songs I hear on average uh, at at a show that are all about smoking weed, getting drunk, doing this, blah, blah, blah. And and those, this, that's it. It got smoke weed on. I mean, I'm over it. It's, you know, yeah. Okay. You could do that at your house, you know? <laughs> right. So, no so, so if an artist wanted to um, seek your management services, or if somebody wanted to contact you for a consulting or, or also um, motivational speaking, how would they be able to get in touch with you? Um, I usually have um, the consultant and stuff like that. Um, I have a phone number. It's also on my Trap Queen 517 page on Facebook. Um, that's a big one on how to get a hold of me on Messenger. Or um, my number for that particular thing is actually 810-771-8462. Tina. And then uh, Twitter is at cgrover79. Okay. All right, so what you got coming up? Um, I've actually been working. You remember Mike, Mr. Yes. Already? Um, right. Been working with him a lot. He's got a lot of uh, stuff. He's He's got like an album working on another one and we're just keeping it on the low and it's it's killer. We, uh, we're working on bringing, you know, back like the style, you know, where you could dance and everything like Yin Yang Twins. I love them. You know, I absolutely adore them. They're hype. They get, they know how to make an audience, you know. So we're bringing back the type of beat, you know, even DJ Assault, you know, stuff like that to blend it up a little bit because nobody go, nobody dances no more. Clubs nights is just a show night. There's nothing more than that. And I loved having fun. There's people that are younger all the way from like five years old to the 60, you know, when I went to uh, Akron in Cleveland, you know, and checking out different venues for people. Um, all of them like the same thing, you know, they still like to dance and stuff, you know, so why not? Right. You can do all that. That's all they want. It's That's not, how you get people to come back. <laughs> right. It's nothing like a good time and it's nothing like working with people, you know, teamwork make the dream work. I always say. And you get to meet all sorts of cool people. That's what I love. I love meeting a lot of cool people because, and then most of the cool people, just they never get to be heard. And I love that. You That's know, true. A lot of them don't get heard because they so, think you have to have like $5,000 and this and that to get in. And No. Nah. So um, where can people find you on Instagram? 
Um, Seagrover33. So what, hashtag Seagrover33. Oh, okay. So um, I wanted to ask you this as well. So is there any other artists that you're working with from Chicago um, or yeah. anywhere else? Real, um, he's in Chicago now. And he, um, there's a video of him up on my Facebook Trap Queen 517 page um, as well. And he is social media everywhere. And he is like the whole package. I mean, there is nothing, not one thing that I could even comment on, nothing. <laughs> at all. Wow. At all. That's I mean, saying a lot. Yeah, nothing. I have nothing to say on that one. I just took them in like perfection. I was kind of blown away. I was like, okay, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, just the only thing he needs is, you know, that platform because a lot of people aren't, you know, knowing about the platform to start on or the business aspects, you know, to get your name at least, you know, in BMI because a lot of people don't even know about that, you know. How how important is BMI and ASCAP and copyrights and sound exchange it's for the really people important. that don't know? I'm just it's really important because whether you have you know you want to do music now or maybe you don't, but maybe you do down the road, you can get that copyright. You can get everything, so it's yours because anybody can hear a song that you know you're playing around with. You don't own that. Well, they can take that. You know, just like sound exchange the reason why all them free downloads come off youtube for people to do you know songs to is because their beats are already loaded in sound exchange or anything else right every time that beats playing they're getting paid they're getting paid so, right and then everybody else doing their you know advertising that or whatever every time that sound is heard because you know shows are recorded everything that person's getting paid well, right. you can still, you know, you can ask them for rights. There's so many different types of rights, you know, <laughs> even if you want to use another song, mechanical rights, you know. Right. How BMI and all that, you want to get paid to be on stage. All of these guys are performing on right. stage. For you want free. to get paid that. Right. <laughs> right. How, how important is licensing for the people who don't know? Okay. Well, you see, with a lot of people I work with, I went ahead and I teach them the loopholes on that because, you know, when you're starting out, you know, if you got $10, you can just make half of what we were just talking about go, you know what I mean? For right. $10, $15. I mean, and then they're golden. And when they get used to that, you know, because a lot of them, they get registered on BMI and I'll be like, so you've been performing, you know, putting all that in. They said, what do you mean putting it all in? I'm like, oh, <laughs> right. like, yeah, you got to do that. So licensing and all that, like with Trap Queen 517, okay, or even my clothes or anything else, um, even the copyrights on that and trademarks. I can run it through um, like my diamonds, my iced out diamonds. I ran it through and it passed. No one owns it. It wasn't, you know, anybody else's image. And what you can do is there's difference with using a TM with an underline or, you know, like a C with a circle. You know, you don't have to pay the, six seven hundred or anything else to come off and own it and you can just do this as far as licensing now if you've made it enough to where you want to license out your stuff then i mean you're already doing pretty good but for the people that just start out because if someone takes like say someone comes up with trap queen 517 tomorrow even though i don't have it officially paid for trademarked i can still take into court and i would win because 
I consistently have the name Trap Queen 517 on stuff. It doesn't uh, it's matter. Branded. It's, I constantly, yeah, it's branded it. If you use it, if it's on you know social media and it's consistent and all that, you technically own it. Um, so you kind of win that. It's not a copyright on paper, but it is. So you can run with that. Right. So um, have you gotten any artist material like into film, commercials, jingles? Um, yes and no. <laughs> um, I had a couple songs that um, Shady Publisher uh, really wanted. They wanted they wanted those songs and they wanted, you know, to do all this and they ended up, no, no, we don't want to do that yet, you know, and I'm like, why wouldn't you? I tried all that. That's why I said, there's only so far, that's why I like the consulting or the conversation or working right. with a person because mm -hmm. I can put all my energy into someone, which I did, greatness, you know, and he walked away from a lot of money, a lot of money, a lot of money. And oh, I just, right I can't handle that because like, why am I sitting here giving you your dream and I'm working here? Like I even helped pay his rent so he wouldn't be homeless. I made sure he got to work, you know, everything. Cause I'm going to go hard if this is what you want. I got you, you know, as right. that goes. And yeah, that didn't end well. So now I'm more cautious. That's why I don't like the management terms because, you know, we may not mesh well. Maybe I can be a consultant or, you know, somebody right. can come on or anything like that. I don't want to come out and be like, yeah, I'm a manager because if I can't mesh well with you, there's not going to be a good partnership there because we won't, we will come in block. No communication. Right. And you so got to be able to communicate. Right. right. I understand. And then it turns into a job too. I want to have fun with a person that's having fun because that's how you keep on going instead of having to do this when they're all sitting at home, you know, slacking or anything. And I'm like, you got a radio interview. Get up. What are you doing? Huh? Right. You got a radio interview in like two minutes, you know, because then that looks bad on me. Why am I doing all this when it looks like it don't matter to you? Right. A lot of, a lot of people want it, but they don't know what comes with it. Like, right. like, even when you on a roll, it is, it can be tiresome. Everything. I had, I had when I um was uh, teaching them how to, you know, get their music loaded in BMI, you know, you want that as your music. So anytime it's on Facebook or anything else, you want to get paid, you know, even YouTube or anything. And I had a guy bring me in about seven of his songs. He was the one I took uh, to the first Chicago show with Bushwick. Um, brought me all his songs and he didn't own none of them. However, he bought full rights from this person that made the beats. Wow. And I had a problem with that. Well, just like Nova, he didn't own that beat and he thought he did. So luckily I have a friend, you know, that is in town that, you know, will help me out. And so I flipped that real quick and I went ahead and did a video and I had him walk through it and we're sitting there because I had, you know, bought how the rights are. And so I posted on Facebook, this is how you buy rights. If you do not have it in paper at all, there's no signatures, no nothing. You don't own that. You don't own it. Well, him and another guy end up having the same beat sold to them. And they end up on the same show and perform the same track. Well, wow. you know, different lyrics, but it had the same beat. What are the chances of that happening? Oh, it's ridiculous. Right. People get hustled. That's all it is, because people don't know. 
any better. And so that's why I hands-on, I walk them through the contract so they understand it, everything, because eventually you're gonna have to have like five people on your team. You need an entertainment lawyer, you need a manager, you need a personal manager, you need a social media manager, you know, you need all that. So I like to teach them a little bit about all that, you know, and one, so they don't get screwed. They know what to look for. They know when something's off because jumping in and going for a deal, you actually would make more money not selling a deal or, you know, signing a deal. You can make way more money. Yes. Eight cent or 99 cent. <laughs> well, that, eight dollars you up, they or own, they 45 own cent for an hour. Right. You know? And then they get to keep your music, you know, if anything else, and they could turn around and give it to another artist and they'll just, you know, take it and go and they still make money and you don't. <laughs> okay, let me ask you this question. Um, a lot of artists are dying, right? Yeah. Now, I'm not I'm not trying to point finger on the um the violence or them actually dying. You understand what I'm saying? You have a lot of these kids who never had none of this type of money in their life, um, they probably get don't get a decent meal at home, right? Okay. And, and you had this label saying, hey, I'm gonna give you $200,000 or whatever, without reading the, front, the fine print. Yep, I yep. think that these labels are blowing these shorties up, having them, maybe the, the YouTube and the Instagram, Facebook Live, them beefing with another artist at some point or time, it might actually be in a contract. And then when the shit hit the fan, the artist is dead. Yeah. They're living off of they, all of their hard work and they're getting insurance money. Yeah. You know, um, I might be, it might be a stretch for me saying that the labels are killing these people. But that's what it's looking like. Yeah, it's been like what the last, I'd say I, I said something like, I know it's been over two years now. I don't even listen to the radio like at all because there's like nothing. I mean, like I will say, you know, that there's songs that have come out that man, you would just never think of like Post Malone and Ozzy Osbourne. I love that song. That was a bold and smart move there. Really Post, Malone, Post Malone is, is dope. Yeah. He, that's a creative. He sees something more that he can do, you know? And you're you're playing to more than one demographic then. You're pulling yeah. in way more. And that's what you want because music is dying. Like, it literally is dying. And that's what even sucks because people can be on Facebook, you know, and they do the YouTube and everything. But the whole thing is, is they don't even realize with little effort and like, Six dollars, they could be getting paid to do all that. That's fine. Yeah. Not at all. You know what I'm saying? It's just the little things that they're not doing. And the reason why they're not doing anything else is between, you know, shows like local ones, like, you know, they just like pay me even get on stage, pay me and get on stage. See me? No. <laughs> I have to screen the MP3s, everything else, because, you know, like I said, I, I'm not like everybody else. If I'm putting on a show, it's gonna be entertainment. I want the audience involved. I want it live. You know, I want it jumping. I want everybody to have a good time, good drinks. You know, it's better for everybody because an artist feeds off an audience. Wow. Well, audience, if, if they and the audience isn't connected because it's just something, you know, and they're standing here, they ain't paying no attention to you. That is <laughs> true. So, so um, point. 
So can you tell the listeners where we could get um, Mike Sales music and your other artists' music? Okay, well, Mike is not released it yet, but if you have um, on your site or whatever, and you share a link when that goes out, but um, he does have a Twitter I set up, I just don't remember, but um, we will be posting one of his um, singles here in about two weeks. This off the album, we're picking that one out because he's finishing the second one. And we kind of wanted to pick out two singles there to get it flowing because music has kind of been shut down. So right. we want to, yeah, we want to get it out there and everything else. Because releasing a full album right now kind of wouldn't be worth it. defeat it. the purpose, yeah. Right. Just like uh, Supreme the Resurrector, you know, his new single, he sent me that um, and I was like, wow, I mean, he totally, totally, I did not expect it because, you know, he's more of a, a soul, you know, performer and everything else. Well, this new track that he just put out, wow, he went in on it. I mean, okay. he did. I was like, that's what I said. I said, okay, some of these old school, you know, cats that bring it back and like, it's like just it's just like he stomped in there and be like, you know, this is how you do music. You know, let me check y'all real quick. Because that's right. what it is. Everybody got lazy is what it is. Lazy. Everything's just lazy. It's not fun. And no artist sounds any different. They either wear less clothes <laughs> or they drink more lean. I mean, it's like one of the two. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. That's just like, that's just like. The majority of the women are half naked on Instagram, and then they get offended if you know somebody approached them in a direct message or something. What you expect? You, right. know? <laughs> you know, so hey. Yeah, I, I hear the men when they do that in their junk or whatever, you know, and some will be like, oh, what are you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, you up on stage, you know, taking your shirt half off and a thong. I'm like, you might as well get up on stage and be in background. You know, I kind of sell them what turned into a good time. So I guess it ends up the stage. It's unexpected and more people are actually going to watch because they all turn around and be like, what the heck? But it's still, you know, you're engaging them. I went to a rager and I put on, um, I got a slot on that and I took um, three hip hop artists out there and, you know, that's something that's out of their element, way out of their element. Right. And so it was great. Well, I ended up meeting my friend who's a fire breather. He's an amazing fire breather. And so I joined on stage with him and did something. So for me, he decided to join the stage with my hip hop artist. And it was just totally cool. It was, you know, something different and unexpected. And I love doing that to the artist, too because they don't know that something unexpected is coming out, throw something up there. And, you know, so it catches them on guard and it gets, they get, it gets their personality laughing. Cause you know, then they start smiling. And so they have start getting time because if I see somebody that's kind of like getting the redundant or, you know, not engaging, I see everybody out there, you gotta throw something in that. And it's like, I always tell artists, the secret on that is that's when you jump down and you can go up to the next somebody, go up to some girl and be like, you said that, you know, and she'll be like, what? And then you walk away and smile and get on stage. You know, her and all her friends, what do you say? <laughs> you know? That's it. So um, what do you want to leave with the listeners of Riders Live? Well, one, you know, you're my favorite person that I've met in the business. I absolutely adore you. Definitely. So, oh, I appreciate that. You are a gifted businessman for sure. And you know what you're doing and you are awesome to work with. 
And so I know you've made really great relationships because you are, you are so chill, get back and you are in the music, the music. And you have a good time with the artists afterwards. You do that a lot and I like that. The other thing is, is, you know, people can learn from different other people. And, you know, if they get in there and they're learning something and everything else, we can change the music to come back. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Ask more questions or, you know, you gotta reach out. A lot of problem is, is all they're getting is what they're hearing. Right, no communication. None, they don't, and that's what I do, but you know, I'm one person, you know, there's not too many me's around, you know? So I do a lot, like I'm all seven continents now in 38 countries. <laughs> So now, now, now you're in 38 countries, plus, 38 countries plus the 16 countries on my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so that's good. Yep. And it was just for telling people about their music, being real, I'll be honest. You don't got to love everything just to, you know, make it sound good for them. No, these people are serious about their music, support music, support your underground, support your locals and support our future, you know, future kids in this. That's, that's it. That's what's up. Um, just tell the listeners again how they can get in touch with you. Uh, on Facebook, I have Trap Queen 517. I have Messenger on that, or you can post. And I also have it open to where anybody at all can post their music, their video, or uh, links, or anything else. Anybody is free to post on that at any time they want to um, at all. They don't need no permissions, nothing. You can just post however you want to pictures, um, tour dates, whatever. You can just do that. Um, the other thing basically is the phone number 810-771-8462. That one I use if people want to call and set up a zoom meeting or anything like that. I don't charge for anything. Um, when I do that, because I absolutely love the fact that people, do that because that shows that they really want to get into music and so I love 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 helping that and then the other way to get a hold of me pretty much is Twitter I check in every now and then but I end up getting like 50 people at a time to go through and it's all music related and then I got to oh, shop so it like takes me four hours to like get through those so the easiest way to get to me is either messenger on track 517 you know and like I said that's open to any artist or whatever if you got a home video or anything you want to. And that also gets shared with my audience automatically. So that gets shown everywhere. And if you want to boost on that, like a boost in views, all you got to do is contact me. And then we can talk about that and choose your demographic everywhere else. Or if there's another country you're trying to hit or anything, we can do that. So that's kind of an easy access if someone's wanting to get their music heard. Because that one, I really don't judge. I mean, unless it's <laughs> but you know that's their free thing and that's like anybody that anybody you don't have to get my permission on that one um, so but twitter at cgrover79 instagram i'm not really on to be honest i haven't been on there i keep gaining i got 15 messages yesterday so i guess i'm gonna have to get on there to check those but we gotta get you on instagram and i'm gonna talk to you after the show all Thank right. you for coming to Rada's Live Trap. Thank you for Queen. having me. All right, you have a great day. You too. Bye. Okay.